Everybody, we're, we're live. Okay. Bruce decided at the last minute to adjust Roger's microphone because we got some feedback from Roger's people that the sound would go out sometimes when Bruce went to get his Chick-fil-A. Yes, so hopefully it's all better now that you've adjusted it after I tested it and it was working fine. No, well, it's still pointed up, but hopefully it's getting everything you're saying. So that's, there's that. Okay. Sorry. Hey, we're back for another episode in season three, yeah, right? Yeah, we're deep into season three. And who are we again? We are the Inglorious Bastards. We are Roger and... Bruce. Yeah, so do people know our last name? Probably. Did I tell you that mom was not crazy about our name for the podcast? Um, <clears throat> may have mentioned that, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I but I expect was... there are probably a number of people that aren't thrilled. Okay, I guess Is I'm... anyone rolling over in their grave? <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually got wind. I was <laughs> kind of funny, but Joy said she found out through a Twitter feed, whatever, that there's some other people that have an Inglorious Pastors podcast, and they weren't real happy with us. Really? Yeah, so there was just this little Twitter exchange, wow. and... they're everywhere. Well, and, I told you, they have pastors with an E, with well, an A. I think it might have been the E people, okay. that, that there were some people that just... Hey, shout out to the Inglorious Pastors with an E. I listened to them. <laughs> actually, I, actually, I can't endure... I don't know what the... the okay. I'm sure they're wonderful people. Absolutely. Um, and I hate to say it, even if we didn't really know you were out there when we were putting our names, so that's... Um, well, we had no idea that anyone would choose a name like Inglorious Bastards. No. <laughs> but there are probably now four or five variants of that. And who knows how many people are going to be jumping on, you know, with because of the kind of following, following we, we yeah, have. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think Inglorious Bastards <laughs> may end up being trending as like sort of the podcast. Yeah. Yes. And so it, it can only help people. That's And that's our goal here. Right. So, now, did anyone send in possible topics for us? Let me check the little thing. It's, nope. There, it, oh. I was looking for the little topic bin. Roger has it. And why, why don't you let me know if someone sent anything in, Roger? Because no one sent me anything. Well, no one sent me anything either. So I thought, I thought it'd be fun if I wrote a topic on here. So it's actually this the, morning. The uh, instead of listener's choice, it's broadcaster's choice today. Well, we decided that was what was going to have to happen. If, if. Well, I told them there'd be cricket sounds. I just didn't want to do. You do a terrible cricket. <laughs> That's just an awful cricket. Well, I was worried more about not moving my mouth, sort of throwing my cricket voice, which I thought was pretty. For those that are watching this on YouTube, that you got to admit that was pretty impressive. The that I can make this sound <laughs> without moving my mouth. Yeah, you should have been a ventriloquist. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> that was that was your call, eh? Geraldine and Ricky. It could have been Bruce, Bruce and. and Snicky. Snicky? Really? That's as good as... Wow. Okay. So, um, before we get right into our broadcaster's Oh, choice, this is looming. Topic. Topics. Um, hey, just want our listeners to know, we are taking a vacation next week. 
but in Florida. But we are not taking a vacation from our podcast. No. We're only taking a vacation from our problems. From our problems. <laughs> so we will be podcasting live from New Smyrna Beach, Florida next week. So be sure to tune in for beach, the beach version of Inglorious Pastors. I'm already excited about that. I, I think. Um, next week we could be like the Beach Boys just for one week. Okay. You like yeah. that? Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. The, the should beach we, boys. Should we at the ocean or, or at the golf course? <laughs> <laughs> well. People yelling for loudly might be a little bit of a drawback on the golf podcast. But it's typically a little quieter on a golf course than it is with the pounding waves of the ocean. Yeah, but you got to admit the listeners would love that. Yes. Unless they couldn't hear anything else. Right. Which they might, they might love also as well. Love too. Okay, so next week, <clears throat> broadcasting from Florida. Now, Raj, it's, it's all you and the broadcaster's choice. I can't wait to see what topic you randomly came <laughs> up with for us to discuss today. Why don't I? Well, I just thought it would be fun for you to, yes, like you did to me last week. <laughs> Mixing them around. Oh, Where it lands, nobody knows. One. This is the one. that You realize that's a gambling reference right there. Just letting you know. Well, that's mom won't like that either. <laughs> no. So today's topic is steward. Oh, no, I was reading that backwards. Rewards. 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 So are we doing another giveaway? <laughs> are you giving away another iPhone? <clears throat> thing that didn't go over well no <clears throat> but who knew I've, I've been thinking about rewards and awards and okay uh <clears throat> in and, fact and the word ward which is the which I is i wasn't the root thinking of, of the word ward well it's but. the root of all the because i've done a whole message <clears throat> on rewards award all of that a reward comes follows an award Okay. An award is is something or someone that's been put in charge of something, a ward of the state. <clears throat> so okay. if you do a good job with award, you receive a reward. I bet you didn't ever put all that together. I'm sort of a <clears throat> what's the word? Etymology guy. So I love to look at not only the word, but the root of the word and what it originally meant and, and in the English language is fascinating. So th that was my no. little trivia. No, that's rewards <coughs> talk today. So the idea of being rewarded meant you already used, you already took care of, or or, or used the ward well. Okay. So you're now rewarded, it, and it's a part of the teaching of Jesus. If you'll use what I've been, what you've already been given, even more will be given to you. Rewarded. Okay. Isn't that cool? <coughs> that is. I. I. Oh, I know you didn't know. That. I learned. <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> And we laugh. I laugh. I laugh all the time. It turns out, but <laughs> like Ed McMahon, I feel like Johnny Carson. I am the laughing co-host. Let's just call oh, Roger. Oh, Roger. Okay. But okay. anyway, so I was thinking about, been thinking about, without knowing their deep etymological meaning. I was thinking about the terms of wards, and 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 rewards, um, and I was thinking about the kind of things steward. That's again where the steward, the person who is managing the ward. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's not the one who's making soup. Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. Although I suppose in a on a ship that could happen. 
You are the stew ward. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, I apologize to all of our listeners that Roger even said that. <laughs> stew ward. I, didn't, I missed that the first time. I, steward. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So you were thinking, and I, I cut in. Well, I was thinking of things we get awards for. So just... Uh, um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, what are, what are things we, well, <coughs> so I brought in a, a, an eBay trinket. So this is actually listed on my site. Um, and people who are listening can't see that I'm holding a trophy for best shooter. <laughs> well, now the, the story behind this, actually, this came from the estate of a Marine okay, who served our country for decades, but in 1971, he won high shooter with 125 points, and so he was given this shooting 12-inch award. award as a shooter. Yeah. And we've got, you got an award for, didn't you get an award for like an optometrist speech, some speech you did? I did. So I spoke <laughs> to the, it wasn't the optometrist, it was the optimist club. The optometrist would be all the people in town that work on your eyes. But specifically glasses. But, no, it was the Optimist Club in <laughs> Chattanooga, Tennessee. I was in eighth grade, and I gave a stirring presentation mm. on why we should abolish the Electoral College. <laughs> Who knew how that. relevant that could actually be when I was in eighth grade. But I got second place. I was awarded second place for my persuasive speaking for the abolishment of the Electoral College. And I have this idea that the reason I got second place is they loved the talk, but they didn't like the theme. They did not like where I was going with the, you can't <laughs> right. abolish the Electoral College. It feels like, but I was arguing it's not a true democracy, it's a republic, and anyway, <clears throat> so that was good. Okay. And, and there's this thing about awards that I remember, like when, in school we would have those big, um, oh, those big contests, like one, our school against their school, Mm -hmm. What are those things called? The TACS something. Competition? Competition, Okay. Yeah. So Tennessee Association of Christian Schools competition. Right. And we would get together, and this is so funny. We would have preaching contests as a part of that. Yep. Do you remember that? Oh, well, yeah. I, I, yeah, did, I, I did won Did you win an award? Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you speak on? I spoke on Jesus the Good Shepherd. I won an award in seventh grade in the TACS competition for my message on, do you know, K-N-O-W, how to say no, N-O. It was a short talk. Because <laughs> the answer was which, no. Which might be why I won. I don't know. I was like, right. That was so brief. This is wonderful. Thank you People very much. People love brief messages. But I remember, and maybe this is where we're going today, but I remember that sense of anticipation. Would my name get called? You know, yep. when, because they're going through the awards and it's like, will I get third? You really didn't want third, but... If you're not in the first two, you do want third. Right. And they always start with third. So you're sort of, you don't know whether to be excited or not. But no. I remember that sense of anticipation. No, I actually, I laugh at myself again because that's what I do. But <laughs> whenever I would go to an event and they're announcing awards, yeah, my heart would take a little, it, yeah. it's just, I wonder if I'm going to 
um, B. Now, of course, this was ridiculous at a sports award banquet because. <laughs> Well, no, no. I was not going to. This would be the epitome of false hope. <laughs> Me and the award, you know, other than the false hope award this year goes to Roger Benchwarmer Martin, the sportsman who didn't die this year and also didn't play in a game. But Roger did. I remember this because it was in a chapel service. You did win. Induction into the National Honor Society, which I, I mean, I never achieved that. That's true. In fact, when they were doing those awards, I wasn't even paying attention. I knew <laughs> that, that was the, Honor Society wasn't was happening. happening there. No. So. I think I was shooting spitballs into the lower <laughs> underclassmen. <laughs> we were in the balcony and it's shooting down. <laughs> but I remember you and David got that and I was proud for you. Yeah, that was the, actually, that was the inaugural, what do they call that? The, so it's the, it was the first, we're doing this. Inaugural Honor Society. National Honor Society. Ceremony. So you're part of that first group. There's this word for the, you know, the. It had to do with good grades and good <clears throat> Christian character. I don't think the character thing actually came into play. I think it really just was. Just grades? Just grades. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it maybe it did, but they didn't know enough about me to know about <laughs> My character your, would have totally your, disqualified. Your character flaws. Maybe that's why you're under the assumption it had nothing to do with character. <laughs> false hope, once false again. Hope, once again. The False Hope Award, again, goes to <laughs> Roger Martin. Congratulations, so all the, um Now, you've run races. Did you ever get an award for... Oh, yeah. Oh. Even when I turned 50, it was interesting. So I ran two 5Ks when I was 50. I got first and third in my age group really? in, in two races. Apparently, I've still got legs. Now, David would have won first overall, yep. like beating all the 21-year-olds and everybody else. I know. Our brother Dave, yes, he, he keeps... He's a crazy runner. And winning awards and, so and he coaches teams that win awards. Oh, yeah, 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 good for you, Dave. So I still have some... I have a couple of medals from that. I've still got my running trophy from, like, 1988. Right. Where I set my personal best of a 558 pace which is pretty darn fast, for a 5K. I was pleased with okay. that. Okay, good for you. And then I, I didn't keep the first award I got in running, which was I came in the top 10 of all the racers. David, of course, was first. <laughs> of course. I was 10th, and David was at the finish line going, you're about to get caught, man. <laughs> Turn it on. You're number 10. I'm did like, he really? He did. Uh -huh. Oh, that's great. Because he was tracking everyone that came in. And so, of course, obviously that fired me up to really, oh, this would be an interesting topic to run to end. finish the to finish the race yeah. strong. Yeah. Because I didn't know. I'm not looking back. I don't know. But he's like, someone's coming. They call it that final kick, I think. Oh yeah. Well, that adrenaline charged me, and I got through. And I remember the award was we got a basket of jellies. <laughs> this was the Bakewell 5K. That's what it was. David will remember this Bakewell, up okay. in Tennessee. Which raises the fascinating. So the different kinds of things we get as awards. awards. So you mentioned, okay, so trophy. Medals. Medals. Ribbons. Ribbons. Certificate. Certificate. So again, something you have on the wall. It's interesting, Ivy. It's some what I'm, I'm selling some items on eBay where a NASA worker got these certificates for maybe their work on Apollo 11 or, yeah. well, people, those are just fat. So I know you're trying to segue this in, but that's really shameless to shameless plug number two for your eBay sales. 
Well, it's not like anyone is going to be listening to us and say, gee, I'm going to go find Roger's store and they, buy stuff. They probably will. So go ahead with that thought, Born to be Wild. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> where, actually. Why don't you just go ahead and just give the website. <laughs> BornToBeWild.net. Born, the number two, BeWild.net. Go ahead. In this sponsorless age, we're just, at this point, we're just saying... <laughs> Please episode buy two at our other site. Was going to be sponsored by borntobewild.net. I'm excited about that. <laughs> .ebay.com. <laughs> no, I don't have an eBay site. That's not. Okay, so all these awards. I, I now I had not been thinking about someone could get jellies, but but that's okay. Someone can get jellies as an well, award. On the Bakewell 5K, <laughs> you get a basket of jellies. But yeah, so there can be a cash prize. There can be a car. Have you ever had a cash prize? There's got to be some time. Hey, what did there was a VBS where you got an award for bringing the most <laughs> guests. What was the award you got? Okay. I got a small pocket knife ball bat. Ball bat, yes. And with, we'll a, open little, up with a little yes. chain on it that also had a baseball. And I got that because I lied <laughs> in my like little five-year-old class. And I said... I brought Jim, Johnny, and Clark to church today. They're in other classes. And I got the ball bat because no one, no one, I mean, the teacher doesn't think that the preacher's kid is not going to lie about Jim, Johnny, and Clark and their souls. Precious people, Jim, Precious Johnny, and Clark. Precious people. Yeah. Just so he can get a penknife ball bat. Right. Uh, you know the other award I got? I got a spanking. <laughs> was... I can't imagine how horrified mom and dad were. A D word. <laughs> D word. We just made a new word. The English language now has six hundred thousand and one. A punishment is words. called is can a, be referred to as a D, D word. word. Yeah, that D, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, but now knowing that what pastors feel like for their kids, I can imagine the appalling moment that mom and dad had to go back to that Sunday school teacher and say, "Yeah, there, there's no such thing as Jim, Johnny, and Clark. Bruce is a liar." <laughs> like that time when I was at the church-sponsored youth group <clears throat> overnighter at the YMCA. That you weren't at. <laughs> that I snuck out with my girlfriend. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Out of the event with another friend and his girlfriend. And we decided to go out to eat at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I'm sure the youth pastors loved that. Did yes. they ever find out? All that mattered was that mom and dad found out. <laughs> oh. And I got the D ward. <laughs> oh, you got the D ward. Ah, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. at least you went to the lock-in, which is good. Oh, yeah. no, I was and there. And you left early. No, that was the important part. You, you had to, your presence, you had to be seen visibly there, and then you had to just find a way to escape. I didn't follow that. I was like, you don't have to go. Just say, hey, mom and dad are going to the lock-in. I'll be out all night. And then you just go with your friends. Well, you were more adept at lying than I was in deception. I was, I Ad tended to... Adept? You had a, oh, you had a tell, didn't you? I had... Roger well, had a little nervous tick. He, when he ever lie, he would start stuttering. I'm going to the la, 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 lock-in. No, I just had to... I felt constrained to be partially honest. I just had to be... <laughs> oh, that's even more diabolical than outright lying. I know, but you could just go straight off, wow. you know... I had to at least yes, make I it. Yes, I met the president. It had to be partly true. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's your book, Partly Wrong. Another shameless plug. How many shameless plugs can we get in Desperate for Hope today? 
We'll see. We may, we may be able to set some kind of Guinness record for shameless plugs. So I know you're going something with the award because our topic today is rewards, and we haven't really talked about rewards as much as awards. Well, you threw me with that whole stewards etymological background and history. I think it's etymological. <laughs> etymological. Yeah. All of that. Just whatever. Yes. Um, so I was. <laughs> so the Bible. It's, so I've been wrestling with, and it's it's why the pink paper ended up in the little you opened. Uh, but I've been thinking about rewards and and Jesus and the apostles end up talking about God giving rewards, God giving yep. <clears throat> awards, and <clears throat> so I just bounce around my head. Wait, is it so? Does that mean you know God's giving us some kind of motivator you know um that i've seen but so what well here's the context i was thinking about how grace allows us to live a life that's not transactional right most of life is transactional i'm doing this to get so my whole ebay work i i go to an estate sale i pay money to get this thing transaction <clears throat> so now on eBay, I list it, and you can have it. Someone can have it yep. if they give money. So it's transactional. And I realized how much even relationships. I'm doing something to get something. I'm I'm doing something for this person because I want them to like me, or I want to get a job. Right. There's some benefit. That right. You there's drive. some benefit, or even my own personal happiness. I'm just doing this thing, which could even be I'm going to do a nice thing because it makes me feel good. But it's it's it's, it's transactional. So. I had thought, I did this video earlier this, I think Monday morning of this week, when I was talking about how grace frees us up to live non-transactionally. And you've got Jesus who said, um, oh, when you throw a lunch or a dinner, right. don't invite your brothers or friend or your rich friends or whatever, because they can pay you back. Invite the lame and the blind and the neglected and the forgotten and the people <clears throat> who can't repay you. And of course, the point not is not that you can't, have a lunch and invite friends, but his point was calling us to live to non-transactionally, just lavish people, just like God does. God, God loves us for the love of love. He. Um, so, I was making this point that God's called us to grace living rather than transactional living, and it's very, very freeing. Just so Jesus, says, forgive like I've forgiven you. Love like I've loved you. So now you're just loving out of the abundance. It's a gift. God doesn't love us to get anything from us. I hope they like me because I. He's not. There's no kind of trade. Right. He's just enjoying lavish. So we can do that. And then I had this moment. I thought, now does. When Jesus talks about rewards, does that blow that idea up? You know, is somehow. Does God give awards, and these are here's the trade-off. If you're good, now you're going to get this. So anyway, so I, that was what was the context. Well, and, and does it even taint? <clears throat> does a reward taint the the goodness of our heart? In the sense that sure. Here's what I've always thought about, and I've got a couple. I got lots of questions about rewards. I mean, one that I thought of the other day is: Do we get a reward for not doing the wrong thing that we desperately want to do? In other words, when I typically think about rewards, it was: Hey, I did this this right thing, which is I. I <clears throat> I'm not saying this is accurate. I'm just saying I tend yep. to think that way. I did this right thing. There's reward in that. I've, I've offered a cup of cold water to this person. But 
is there is there is the reward for hey I wanted to offer scalding hot water to this enemy and I chose not to. Yep. Just that I, I wondered about that. I wondered if if there is reward for. Um. I haven't thought through it enough to even unpack that fully. But it's it's something on the edge yeah, of my mind about it. being connected with other people. Is there is there a collective reward? I mean, even when I think about Matthew twenty five and Jesus, you know, he separates the the nations. There's this idea of collective. In other words, when I think of reward, often or it's it's individual, right? But I haven't thought is there reward for Bruce and Roger even doing a silly podcast? Yeah, you know. And and here's the thing: what I've, and I don't know that this is again accurate, but I've thought. It is enough to me, it's extraordinary to me, but I think this goes to God's amazing generosity. It's enough to me that God has forgiven me of my sin and adopted me into his family. Mm -hmm. That's plenty. I mean, in that sense, I feel like the prodigal son who said, if if I can just be a servant in the household, I'm thrilled. But, But God is lavish in his love. And so there's, on top of grace and forgiveness and mercy and and adoption, he says, oh, and by the way, Bruce, also reward. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. It is, and there's a couple <laughs> things I want to unpack there. I, I love where you're going with a couple of things there, but but the 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 first part of that the one about that that's crazy is, you and I know. That every good thing we've ever done, oh my goodness, ultimately traces back to God Himself. Right. Absolutely. So that God at at <clears throat> any point. There's no, there's no one good except God Himself. That would Jesus bless yeah. us somehow, or recognize us for doing something well or right. But, but <laughs> just seems it does seem ludicrous. But but I realized, think there's moments where we do that, even for our kids. You know, they oh, yeah. <clears throat> they do something, and they're using the materials we gave them. That you know, yeah. there you oh, it, well, there's stuff. There's this stuff that traces back to us, but we find joy in blessing them. We find, it, but anyway, that the idea, yes, as you're saying, that God would reward us in any way, yeah, is is startling, and it reflects even this lavishness about God. You know. Well, and all the teaching of Jesus, I was just thinking about this. He wants us to move beyond reciprocity. This yes. idea of transactional. Yes. He says, now, if you greet people in the marketplace that greet you, right. if you only greet people that greet you, he said, what good is that? It's interesting. What good is that? Don't the pagans do that? He said, if you are, if you just are nice to people, that, if you love people that love you, if you're mm-hmm. nice to people that, that are nice to you, what good is that? And it's just a powerful, <laughs> that's a transactional, it's a reciprocity. Right. This person's good to me. They scratch my back. I'll scratch their back. But Jesus calls us to this place, a beautiful place of, I want you to initiate generosity and love and encouragement and refreshment even to enemies. Yes. People that will never reciprocate right. that. So it's not just the, the maybe the, the poor or the, the, the crippled or the, but also oh, yes. the enemy. Enemies. He wants us to treat an enemy a certain way. And there's a, I do believe that there is, there's even reward now that comes from that. Which is what I would, what I'm going to refer to as just positive emotion. Mm-hmm. In other words, I realize if I get on a negative emotion track with an enemy or someone I don't like very much, or or I'm struggling in a relationship with, you can you can expend a lot of emotional energy just thinking about all the things you'd like to say to that person or do or, oh. and instead when you flip, oh it grips you when yeah you flip the script and go I'm going to do something kind, 
I'm going to give to this person. It changes the way you feel about the whole narrative, about the whole story. And again, it's, for me, it's another place where Jesus saves us from ourselves. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to live a life of negative emotion and spend all this energy on getting your rights. And So I want you to forgive, yeah. just as your Heavenly Father has forgiven you. Because we that this is the fast we were that's what we were made for we were made to love lavishly yes. we weren't made to live um transactionally that's actually something that's ended up i think coming out of the broken part of our world the yeah. groaning the fall what we call is now now we're trading things off we're tra it's fine in economy it's fine for commerce but not for relationships there's never relationships were never supposed to be transactional they were, they're just, Father, Son, and Spirit were always lavishing love on each other. There's not, they weren't making trade-offs. Right. There's not a, I'll if, scratch your back if, if you, then. right. There's not, there's just, I love loving. I love caring about you. And so, living that way, living grace, <clears throat> counters this broken transactional way we, we do life. And the classic example is enemies. No. Of course I'm not going to love enemies. That's the ultimate example of transaction you've not been good to me you're against me you don't want my best so absolutely i'm going to reciprocate i'm going to give i'm going to give you what you i'm going to this is how the world works that's fair right you haven't treated me f fairly right so i'm not going to you haven't treated me nicely so i'm not going to treat you nicely and <clears throat> and it's interesting you reference something that's sort of the way the world works yes if i was reading in ezekiel this morning I don't know. I just opened up my Bible and it was <laughs> just picked up Ezekiel. Let's do Ezekiel today. Well, I did because it was it was interesting because I always read something in the Gospels, but I it popped open to Ezekiel and I had highlighted a verse that said, "You've no longer commit, kept." It's talking to the to the, the the nation of Israel that's in exile. <clears throat> you've no longer kept my commands, but you've lowered yourself to the standards <laughs> of the of the people you live with. <clears throat> in Babylon, that's just the way the world yeah. works. You just do it. You just do it the way Babylon. Do. When in Babylon, live as, live as the Babylonians. And, and God said, no, I want you to still, I want you to live like my people in that place. And isn't that what Jesus is calling us to? I want you to live the way, the way of love, the way of Christ in this world that is against the way of Christ. In, in one sense, the world is anti-Christ. Again, I'm not, I'm, it's just this, the way of Christ is so counter to the way the world works. But this is making my heart hurt. Because you're hitting on something. Because isn't the way of the world right now <clears throat> very harsh? Yes. Um, uh, heard Andy Stanley use the term the cancel culture. Yep. Where you make one mistake uh, or you have one wrong view and everything you've ever done is thrown out the window. You're one of those people. You decide you're going to vote this way or you have this one position you hold Oh my gosh, you're you're liberal, or you're I'm not even sure you're Christian, or you're I think about a, a, uh, the gracelessness, if you would, right now, just sort of this climate that I think so many of us are feeling. Yeah. <clears throat> but what you're just saying, where I think Jesus, just like the prophet Ezekiel was saying, Jesus is saying, not so with you. Don't yeah, don't you <clears throat> see how you're picking up? Because this don't I, lower your standards. Don't to the lower, standard of the This world. is what I'm seeing happen. I see people. Who are holding positions that I believe are true? That I, you know, I, I, I believe you're right on that, but you're just 
stooping to the level of but the way you're expressing <clears throat> it is 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 harsh and hateful and judgmental um and the is comedy that, is sometimes the person is mad about a judgmental harsh <laughs> um arrogant person but in the way that they're actually responding i've never done that ever <laughs> I, I feel like they're stooping you you're doing the same don't do right. the same thing and it's this word of jesus don't <clears throat> don't you it's where we again it's almost like if someone has a wrong idea or if someone has a wrong behavior or they're holding a wrong position or they're going to vote the wrong way on this it's like all the rules are off now all the ways we're supposed to that jesus said we're supposed yep. to respond <laughs> and it's just tragic because you look at what jesus says about enemies so i'm looking at these people this person's voting in a way that goes against what i think is right enemy counter what so how am I supposed? I'm supposed to be gracious, not reciprocally. I'm not he not said, transactionally. He, he said bless them and pray for them and right. Give to them right, and that's actually how his kingdom advances in the world. Yeah. Is that the kingdom is not advancing by I'm cutting off from you because you are voting the wrong way. I'm cutting off from you because you hold the wrong position there. I'm voting. I'm cutting off from you because your behavior there. Um, doesn't fit what I think is right. Oh, my goodness. The kingdom advances every time love is expressed. Yes. In whatever capacity. The kingdom advances every time love is expressed. Yeah. So whether love to a neighbor or love to an enemy or love to a child or love to, to a stranger, yeah. this is this is the kingdom advancing. It's not... I was even uh, was working with someone this week, uh, just a client, on, on what does this whole idea of fruitfulness mean? And we tend to think... I tend to think of... Fruitfulness is is often productivity. I'm getting things done. I'm accomplishing things. You know, we grew up in a culture that was very much about winning souls, and that was fruitful, and that was. But mm -hmm. I realize fruitfulness might be as simple as what is what is being formed in my heart that's expressing itself. Jesus says, "Out of the overflow of the heart, your mouth will speak." When I think about the fruits of the spirit, I said, "How yeah. do we think of a fruitful life being one where a person is patient and kind, joyful, and loving, Lo yeah. and joyful and peaceful?" think that's fruit. And again, I realize I've got to untie fruitfulness from productivity. Because sometimes I'm just like, I've got to get, I've got to get things done. In other words, reward is going to be related to getting a bunch of things done or accomplished. And then I'm like, no, Bruce, it's what's going on in my heart. Am I allowing God to continue to form my heart? Because my heart's still a mess. I mean, I still get it yes, wrong. Yes, very true. And, and thank you, Roger. And am I willing to, because part of where our heart is formed toward love is when we get it wrong, we say so. Yeah. And we admit to that person that we've wronged, hey, I blew that. I'm so sorry. No excuses. I mean, it's... So I'm still this this work in progress. So, yeah, well, at the end of the day... Well, here's... So I, before we get there, okay. Well, no, I no, I wanted to... Um, so what is the award or reward or reward? So... Um, so Jesus, for instance, would say, store up treasure in heaven. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> um, um, Paul, James would say, there's going to be a crown of life for those who endure. So stay with it. There's going to be a, a crown. The Apostle Paul said... Um, Which I, in their culture was attached to running a race, you would get this yes, crown. Yes. So Paul talked about, um, I run to get the prize. Mm -hmm. Um I run to get the prize. I run to get the crown, not a crown that um, can be lost or tainted or or perishes, perishes but uh, a crown that's eternal. So then I start thinking. So when we think about 
rewards. What actually is the reward? And maybe the maybe part of the question is what is it not, and what is it? But what do you think? Okay. When when all these things are they all talking about? I'm wondering if they aren't largely the same thing. I have an idea in my head of what I think the rewards may be. I'm very curious what you. Oh well, I'm probably going a different direction. But the way <laughs> go that a different I, direction. The way I've taught it for years is this life is an oh it's an award. I've been warded a life. In other words, and we, and my job is now to steward this life that I've been awarded. Jesus would teach about a mina. Everyone's given a, a one mina, and how do how they how do they use that mina? And so I said, this is our award. God has given us a life. It's it's this is your award. But the next life is the re. Think about it again. Warded. And mm -hmm. Jesus would say over and over again in his teaching about the, the parable of the the, the minas, the parable of the talents. And, and one of the things I teach is the reward is always disproportionate to the award. The reward is is radically disproportionate even to the service in mm. in this life. Because Jesus would say to one person, hey, you've taken a small amount of money and you've enlarged it to, to this um, ten times the amount of money, which is still not a ton of money. And then he says, so I want to award, I want to reward you with ten cities. Ten cities. The guy invested a small amount of money and got created more money, and now he's given charge of ten cities. That's a reward. So when I think mm. about the next life, eternal life, that what we would call the, uh, I guess the afterlife. That's the reward, but it's not. It's not a thing that we put on the shelf. It's a little bit like people that think of heaven as there's clouds and angels and harps and all of that. Right. This reward is a thing, like yes. a physical crown yeah. or a, a trophy like you brought right, in today. Right. But what if the reward is now I'm going to steward more responsibility to you? Mm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, mm. Where, well, I think one of the things that's very clear is, yes, this award is, it's, it's, even they talk about a prize or a crown. It's even clear the language. There's it's a picture going on. It's it's okay. It, it doesn't strike me so much that there's this actually this crown or this laurel wreath or this right. thing that you're going to, because he said even there he said it's 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 not a physical kind of thing. It's not a uh, there's something else that's going on. So, and this is even unlike even I'll say other maybe religious systems where where there's this idea that. Um, you're this great mansion you get, or there's a harem you're going to get, or there's going to be some, uh, yeah, or, or yeah, right. That there's some, uh, but unlimited raisins. <laughs> I, Story behind that. I, I I don't know what to say to that. We'll save that for episode three. <laughs> episode. <laughs> yes, everyone has their idea of what. <laughs> <laughs> the big award is the big prize at the end of the. It could be a bunch of jellies, a bunch of raisins, or it. it but I hate to disappoint you. The the idea of reward is none of those things. I, so what's your take on reward? Well, you know I, I think now I'm going back to the story that you told, or the story Jesus told that you retold. Um, you know, everyone has these talents they're given. This yep. God's go. Okay, here's what's in your bag. Now use what's in your bag. Um, but I wonder if the award isn't what happens at the end. The king returns, and 
um, here's what I've done. Here's a, you gave me this bag. So here's what I've done. And the king says, well done. What? Well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. So the thing he says before whatever... Come and take charge of 10 cents. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Whatever other thing, I realize at the end of the day, and this is why I don't think it's transactional. I think it's an out, it's an overflow of grace. I'm not doing all these good things to, to gain this blessing. Actually, it's the joy of the Father. Hmm. It's the... You know, I've had a couple of times I've watched <clears throat> maybe after a, a an athlete in a football game has just played an outstanding game. They're talking. There have been a couple of times they're doing the interview. Um, you were just a mate, whatever. I, and um, well, I had a, a parent who passed away mm -hmm. in the, a few months ago. Um, and I was remembering them and I was thinking of and they just loved it when I played ball and whatever. And so I was thinking about them being able to see me and I was thinking about them watching me and I was thinking it and I was thinking about there's this kind of thing um where really we're thinking about rewards it it's it's not really about us it's not because it's not about oh people are going to be able to see me with this great crown on my head or people are going to see me that I have this huge chest of money that I people aren't going to see that I get this great certificate it's not like the Oscars no it's they're going to that the father is pleased now again i'm not earning again this isn't this isn't earning the father's acceptance so the, the grace is it's not well done is different well done is not the same thing as you earned your way in you got here you know this is this is the god who made us who made us to love who says at a certain point I saw the places where you loved well. Well done. Yeah, and I, it makes me think about even like my son, Zach, who we adopted. Zach didn't do anything to become a part of our family. Yeah. Didn't do anything. But I have so much joy when I can look at him and say, hey, well done. I saw what you did there. That was a, that was a good yes. job on that. He, he put like brakes and rotors and, and hubs and wheel bearings on my trailblazer. And they really look good. Yeah. And it just runs so well. In fact, I didn't realize this, but the rotors had gotten so bad, it had created a shimmy up front. He put those new ones on. Okay. And it just, it runs, it just rides so smooth now. But I remember the joy of, for me as a father to just say, hey, well done, Zach. Yeah. Well done. And, yeah. and by the way, I was paying him to do it. <laughs> happily paying him to do right. it. Right. But I wonder if he didn't derive maybe a little more from, gosh, dad, dad, sure is please. Yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not like the father. I love the, 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 but I like the fact that Jesus said, if you fathers, even though you're evil, love doing good things for your children. No. How much more your heavenly father? These are glimpses. glimpses. And it's, it's yes. not, it's not, it's not inappropriate to make that comparison. Right. No, to look Jesus at it, to look at those things. Um, but I realize um, rewards. Now for here, sometimes I know for me, when I was sitting in a banquet and they were announcing awards, there was something I was thinking about. About It was about being recognized. It was about yes. others seeing. <laughs> and, and this is someone who's recognized. At, um, but the well done of the Father is a different thing in, in my that it's Because it it's not about me. It's really pointing back. It's if the one who made me and created me and graced me. And we've talked about the comedy of that. He's the one who's given me the ability to do those things. 
But one day, I have the chance for him to say, you did well there. You did well there. You you used those gifts. And probably, there will probably be some you did well when you didn't do that thing. Because I saw that. Nobody saw that, what you didn't do there. Yep. I saw that. Well done. Well done. Well done. And so I just think, when I think about... And then, and then, then the other thing that came to my mind with rewards is... Here's the other thing that I think rewards are about. What they're saying is what we're doing right now matters. Yes. What we're doing, because it's funny, the context of the crown, in more than one occasion, I think, is in hardship and trouble. And he's saying, for the one who perseveres, there's going to be a crown. And I think yeah. what he's saying there is what you're doing now matters. This world is not the end. Rewards is a way of saying, um, is a way of saying, this is not the only part of the story. Rewards are in the second half of the story, and they're a reminder that you're part of a two-part story. They're part of a much larger. This is a very small part. This matters. You're going to learn how much this part matters one day. Okay. And the crown is this reminder that the persevering now and the loving your enemy now and the making sacrifices to serve other people. And, and not allowing your love to grow cold because of the that, increase yes. of wickedness. And not getting caught up in the harshness and the of yes. the age and the day. It matters. So to me, reward is this, is this reminder that the things we matter, that we're doing today matter. The smallest kind of decisions, following Jesus, serving, sacrificing, loving, giving up, forgiving, uh, generosity, all of these things matter right now. And one day, one day we'll see how much they matter. And that's going to be encapsulated by God being able to say to us, I saw that moment. I saw this moment. I saw that moment. Well done. Well done. Well done. So now, Roger, I'm giving you the planet Saturn. <laughs> no, I've just always wondered if God made all the cosmos, if, if the 10 cities might be, we're going to get 10 planets. Right. How cool would that be? And again, the idea there is not. No, I, you got more planets than somebody else. You got more cities. I think. Imagine the joy of. I want you to take that planet, and I want you to be creative with it, just like Jesus was with Earth. Because again, the reward is radically disproportionate yeah. to the award. Because yeah. well, and grace has always been that way. I mean, that's oh, that's right. the heart of grace. Exactly. Grace is never commensurate. Right. With you have hell, or you have eternity with. Well, right. loving God, I mean, yeah, it's right. radically disproportionate. So then you lose in the track. So then there, nobody's concerned with. He got. Ten, I only got five cities. He got ten. What? Because that's not even. The, they, because they both got. They both got the same. Well done. Right. We got the. We got the well done and more responsibility. A God who yes. still believes in and us. that is apparently an important thing. In other words, we should want more responsibility. Not mm. just not just less, because uh, he re referenced this in both the Mina and the Talent Parable. This other person was lazy. Okay, so I want to come back to next next episode. I want to talk about the the importance or not of incentive and deterrent. Okay, because that is attached in my yes. mind to this idea of reward, incentive and deterrent, and then we can take several of the teachings deterrent, of Jesus. Okay. Because there's clearly deterrent in some of his teaching. D-ward. Yeah, D-ward. Well, yeah, we need to have a talk about D-wards. Because often we don't want to have conversations about hell or punishment sure. or 
separation from God. Yep. Okay. It's part of the narrative. So next episode at the beach. At the oh, we'll be at the, we'll be at the beach talking about D Wards. Um, we're going to talk about D Wards. I guess that's the way you would say it, D Wards. All right. Yes. That's actually a Scotch D Wards. I... Scotch. I just smudge. can't wait. We're wrapping up at the same place we wrapped up the last episode. So we'll see you from the beach next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah. Thanks. We love you. Roger loves you. <laughs> <laughs>